I've heard it said you steer where you stare. We are bombarded daily with voices vying for our attention. And if we fill our days and minds with Netflix and social media feeds, we can get off track pretty quick. That's why I developed a 30-day music challenge. Listen to Christian music exclusively for 30 days. The challenge is free, and I'll be right there with you every step of the way. Head over to michellenizette.com forward slash 30-day challenge to sign up. Change your music, change your life. You are listening to More Than a Song, episode 37. Hello, and welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. I chose this week's song, You Amaze Us by Selah, because I just need a song of praise on my playlist sometimes, don't you? I need to take my eyes off of my circumstances and off of my own needs, and I need to fix them on my God who is my peace, my strength, and my life. He deserves our words of praise. You research around this song this week, I discovered an interview with Todd Smith of Selah, and I was thrilled when I saw what he said. And he said this, he said, music is a reminder, and it is important that it lines up with scripture because people will probably know our songs better than they know Bible verses. Music has power as you sing it over and over again. You remember it. If we say it wrong, they might believe it over what scripture says if they aren't comparing it to God's word. We as artists have a responsibility to make sure our songs are based on the truth. Oh, I love that. I could not have said it better. Each week, I remind you that the power in Christian music is that it points us back to God's Word. What a great testimony of this group to take their role so seriously. And I, I really want you to think about that because uh, they're, they're right. I mean, you might know the lyrics of the song better than you know the verses themselves. And so I, it's not an excuse, however, you, if you've been a listener at all to my podcast, you, you can use this, the music to meditate on God's Word, but it needs to always point you back to God's Word. It's not a substitute, although I do really, really appreciate the personal responsibility that this group is taking in making sure that their songs are scripturally sound. I just love that. But uh, when Todd said this, he said, music has power as you sing it over and over again. And that phrase reminds me of why I started this podcast in the first place. Now, if you haven't listened to episode one, you can go back and listen to it because I tell the whole story in detail. But it all began with a desire to help my daughter or and my future daughter which I didn't know I was going to have two girls, but to to have my children hide God's word in their heart. 
and it was really founded. Uh, the foundational inspiration came from Psalm 119, verse 15, and it says, I meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. Now, further study of the Hebrew word for meditate led me to see that it can be translated to sing. And through God's inspiration, I uncovered the path that led to this podcast, guiding others to meditate on scripture through the songs that they're already singing. So this thought again led me back to my old friend, that Hebrew word for meditate, which is siach. Now, surprisingly, this word siach is only used 21 times in the Bible. So it was really easy to peruse the various contexts where this word is used. That's not often. I mean, you'll look up a word and it'll say 1,000 times this verse, this word has been used. But I could, I could kind of peruse 21 verses. And it's translated in a variety of ways. And depending upon the context, this Hebrew word siach might be translated meditate like it was in my foundational verse. It can also be translated ponder or tell, muse, speak, and as I mentioned, sing, which I love that. I'm partial to that. Utter, pray, declare, and in some contexts, even complain. My favorite discovery was when I was looking at some of the background was that it can actually mean pondering by talking out loud to yourself. (laughs) I love that because I do that a lot. So I guess maybe I'm uh, really taking God's word to heart. I'm talking out loud. I'm pondering it out loud. But anyway, as I was poking around in the 21 areas of scripture where Siach was used, I read Psalm 105. And it was used in a verse in Psalm 105. And then I started reading in First Chronicles and in, in chapter 16, and then I thought I'd made a mistake because I felt like I had read that before. Want to know why? Well, because the first 15 verses of Psalm 105 are identical to this to David's song of thanks found in First Chronicles chapter 16. So I had I had read them before. And of course, the book of Psalms is a collection of songs, many of them by David. So it makes sense that This song made its way into the collection. I just think it's neat, though, because it is a repetitive um, part of Scripture. You know how I love things that repeat. We get to really see the context of when David possibly wrote it. Some of the Psalms that you'll see, he'll say he wrote this when he was in the cave. So that tells you, okay, great. I know where in his life he wrote this. But some of the Psalms, you don't know exactly what was going on in history, except this one, because you can see it in context when he actually gave it to be sung by the people. Now, if you listen to episode 18, All the People Said Amen by Matt Marr, you may remember that I introduced this, First Chronicles 16, because at the end of this song of David is when all the people said amen. So I'm not going to give that background again, but if you haven't listened to it before or you just want to pick it up again, again, it's in, in episode 18, it'll give you the historical background to the context of what was going on when this song was sung. But the song itself begins like this. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the peoples, sing to him, sing praises to him. Tell of, siach, here's our word, tell of, it's translated tell in this particular translation, tell of all his wondrous works, glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord and his strength. 
Seek his presence continually. Remember the wondrous works that he has done, his miracles and the judgments he uttered. So this ver- this, these verses or this song tells us that we are to sing. Good. Twist my arm. I'm willing to sing. I love to sing. But it also tells us to remember. Now, I don't know about you, but when you're looking for a car, it's amazing how you see so many car commercials because they're always there, but you don't really notice them as much as when you're kind of in the market for a car. Well, that is how this word remember is resonating with me. I've really been pondering this idea of remembering And there's that word again, remember. It says, remember the wondrous works that he has done. So then my eyes wander to the verses preceding this song. And it talks about David appointing some of the Levites as ministers before the ark of the Lord. And he told them they were to minister, to invoke to thank and to praise the Lord. So I was already in Bible Hub. Uh, it's a BibleHub.com is one of the tools that I use. It's my tool of choice to look up words uh, in the original Hebrew, and I use their interlinear tool to do that. And so when I looked at verse 4, where he appointed these Levites, there were five verbs when I looked at it at this inner, in this interlinear um tool. And so that kind of jumped out at me. Okay, five verbs. Well, the first verb was appointed. So you can see that the Levites were appointed. They were assigned these tasks by David. And uh, basically, this became their job. These guys were worshipers by trade. You could kind of say that they were the first worship team. They were to lead the people in worship. But just, you know, just like today's worship teams, they really can't lead in something that they are not good at themselves. And we can learn a lot from these professional worshipers on how God wants us to worship. So anyway, here in this verse, they were actually appointed to carry out the remaining four verbs. So the first verb is translated as record in the English Standard Version, which is the version I was reading at the time. But the Hebrew word is zakar, and you're not going to believe this. I I wish I could build up in you what I was feeling when I read this, but it means, I wish I could have a drum roll here. It means remember. I can't make this up. It means remember. One of the four things that these professional worshipers were to do, and one of them, one of those four verbs is to remember. I was so excited because, again, just pondering this word, I saw it in that verse, and wow, and then I see it again uh, when I look it up in the Hebrew. They were supposed to mention or recount, record, and be mindful of God and his works. They were appointed to remember. Now, we're going to come back to that, of course, because I just can't get this word out of my head, but let's go on to the other verbs found in this verse. They were also appointed to minister, which is the Hebrew word sharath, which means to serve and to attend as a worshiper. So our worship is service to God, and it's really waiting on him and waiting on his instruction and by by definition, also then planning to carry out that instruction. So a minister is, is an area of service. Uh, 
And then the third verb is yada, which was translated to thank in the ESV, and it means to make a confession. Now, I want to reference episode 17 because I really talk about what that means, what that word confess or confession uh, can mean. I think in, in today's language, when I say I want to make a confession, it's um, of something I've done wrong or it's really admitting guilt, which it can mean that. But in this context, it can also mean to make kind of like a proclamation of of what you believe. And so I really unpack that in verse in um, episode 17, but you can catch the drift here. It's to praise and to give thanks. And I love this part because it it implies especially to revere or worship with extended hands. Now, some of you may not uh, raise your hands in worship uh, by practice, but here it is in Scripture. It is to revere or worship with extended hands. I'm going to leave it at that, Uh, but not just any hand, with an open hand as opposed to a closed hand. I thought I found that so interesting. So the picture here is freely giving thankful praise with raised open hands and dare I say raised open hearts as well. Then the final verb in this appointment list is halal. And that means to make a show. And it all, it says and thus be clamorously foolish to rave or to celebrate. I love this. They were appointed to get a little crazy for God. I think that's so cool. So these professional worshipers, just to recap, were to remember, serve in worship, thank, and get a little crazy and foolish doing it, all for God's glory. And then it goes on to, to list some of the musical instruments that they were going to use doing this. It included instruments. So uh, we too are called to worship God wholeheartedly. And I think uh, we can learn a lot from just this small one verse about this appointment of these professional worshipers. We also use music to do it. And of course, that's the premise of this whole podcast. Songs much like the one we're highlighting in this episode, we use to worship God. And we can learn a lot, again, from these specifics found in the Levites' appointment. So be sure that your worship includes remembering and service, thankfulness, and celebration. So to move on, a little bit more poking in the context where siach was used, and I stumble upon Psalm 143. And included in that psalm is our memory verse for the week. I think I may actually have squealed when I read verse 5. Because remember, I'm looking for siach at this point. This is where um, my research is taking me, this idea of meditating pondering, singing, that's that word, okay? And when I get to verse 5 of Psalm 143, it says, I remember the days of old. I meditate on all that you've done. I ponder, that's our word, siach, the work of your hands. I was flipping out. I, I don't know how to express to you how excited I was as I was finding this word just kind of popping up all over the place and just really praying to God that I would be able to 
get it uh, across to you in this podcast. As an added bonus, when I looked at that Hebrew word for remember here in Psalm 143, it's the same word as the verb assigned to the Levites, zakar. So you have to understand I know that it doesn't sound very exciting right here, I guess, as I'm trying to explain it. But that word in the English Standard Version was record. Like, if you would just read it in English, you would not have seen that this assignment to the Levites to remember as part of their professional worship uh, is the same word that is here in this psalm. It was thrilling when I found it. I hope you guys are just as excited as I am. And Psalm 143 is an earnest appeal for guidance and deliverance. And it really reminds me of the verses of our song this week. You are our life when death is all around. You are our peace when all else seems to fail. You are our strength when our weakness overcomes you are yes you are when our world is shaken when our hope is broken still you are God of all you amaze us I remember the days of old I meditate on all that you have done. I ponder the work of your hands. I spread out my hands to you. My soul longs for you like a thirsty land. That is what Psalm 143 says. Right after those verses, interestingly enough, comes the word Selah. Now the name of the group singing our song this week is Selah. And in scripture, when you see this word, it is thought to be a reference to the musician to suspend the music and pause in order to calmly think about what they've just sung. So now you know I love music, but sometimes it's good to suspend the music, to turn it off and pause to say la, to pause and calmly think about what we're learning and singing and pondering. So back to this idea of remembering. Why am I so excited about what I've discovered in my studies this week? Why am I so excited about this word remember? Well, this journey for me started in episode 34. Uh, Let them see you and me when I taught on the verses in Deuteronomy and Psalm 78. They really charge us with remembering and repeating God's work to the next generation. So that's really that where it first began for me over these last few weeks. Then in episode 35, You Carry Me, I challenged you to write out your timeline, remembering the times that God carried you and actually recording them in writing. Then last week, we introduced our own suffering and how we can approach God with it. And we looked at Hannah's story in 1 Samuel, and we discovered in the book of Hebrews that he knows, this is the name of the song that we went over last week, but he knows our suffering because Jesus himself suffered. 
So then it just, I just find that it all ties together with what we've discovered so far today. Because Psalm 143 is a prayer much like what Hannah probably prayed. We don't know what she said, but we know that she had an earnest appeal for guidance and deliverance. And in the midst of this prayer, David spotlights remembering, meditating, pondering, and worshiping. And so it's just all coming together. And I want to end all of this with this thought. And I wish I could take credit for it because it is so profound. But I actually found it in the Reformation Study Bible. I was reading uh, Psalm 105 on BibleGateway.com. And that's also one of the tools that I use. Because again, I was tracking down all of the references to Siach. And there in verse 5, also found in 1 Chronicles 16, is that statement, Remember the wondrous works that he has done. So then I see this blue button that says, Study this. And when you click it, you have the option to purchase study Bibles. But in the list of this, these study Bibles is a free version of the Reformation Study Bible available. And then I started clicking through the notes um, for each verse. And when I saw, then I saw this note on verse 5 and it says this remembering God's works is more than recalling what they were it means reacting with faith and obedience to what they mean wow I'm gonna have to say that again remembering God's works is more than recalling what they were it means reacting with faith and obedience to what they mean I feel like I need to pull out my timeline of when God has carried me. I've used it to bring him praise and to acknowledge him. But have I reacted with faith and obedience to what I've learned? What if I, so what? So what if I can recount Bible stories and verses? If I cannot respond with faith and obedience, if I never let my head knowledge seep down into my heart and live it out through my fingertips, then I've missed it. So what's next? What's next for you? Well, first, you need to slow down and remember. Perhaps this is the first episode you've heard and you've never heard the challenge to write down what God's done for you that I gave you in episode 35. Or perhaps you heard the challenge and you keep thinking you're going to get around to it. So I I want you to slow down and remember. Take that challenge. Write down. Record it. What God has done for you. Recount what God has done in your life. You need to remember. Psalm 105 were those verses that we have in common with 1 Chronicles 16. Well, where 1 Chronicles 16 stops, Psalm 105 continues. And it's actually a psalm of remembrance. It's recounting what God did in the, in the history of Israel. So you can use Psalm 105 as an inspiration on what a psalm of remembrance looks like. You know, you could actually write your own psalm of remembrance or do like I mentioned in episode 35 and write out a timeline. But you need to add in to that timeline or to that psalm what you have learned and challenge yourself to discover if you've actually responded in faith and obedience or you're leaving that on the table. Or, you know, so 105, Psalm 105 could be used as inspiration for you this week. Maybe you're in a season where you are uh, wanting to, to design your own earnest appeal for guidance and deliverance. And you can use Psalm 143 to, um, as a model to do that. 
write your own prayer of uh, of appeal for guidance and deliverance. But in the midst of that, remembering that in Psalm 143, even David uh, made the proclamation that he was going to rem- that he remembered what God had done. So in the midst of that, maybe you can meditate on First Chronicles 16. Focus on those um, areas of scripture that really tell us and describe for us those that were expressly named to give thanks to the Lord. What a wonderful thought. So I don't want you to get too caught up in, I've given you three different directions, but depending on where you are in your season of life, those are three areas of scripture that you could go and, and meditate. But I really don't want you to miss out on the action point of recording it and then going one step further and seeing if if your recording of what God has done has taught you anything and if there's still areas of faith and obedience that you need to step out in. And then while you're in God's word this week, let me know how you're doing. Hop on Twitter or Facebook and talk about what let's talk about what you're learning. You can leave a comment on this week's show notes at michellekneesat.com forward slash 37. And then just a few quick announcements before we leave. I really, really appreciate all of you who listen more than words can describe. I just thank you in advance for taking the time to subscribe to the podcast in iTunes so that you don't ever miss an episode. And while you're there, would you please leave a review? They're really encouraging to me. I read over the reviews this afternoon and and just the words of encouragement are beyond what I can express. But it's also a great testimony to others who find my podcast to know that this is a podcast worth listening to. So if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. Also, keeping God's word front and center in your mind every day is really important. As you're in a section of scripture and you're spending time there, if you underline those key verses that jump out at you and review them regularly, it's just a great way to hide God's word in your heart. And I have created a free resource that will help you do that. I've highlighted a key verse that is um, discussed on each podcast. This week is a verse out of Psalm 143, and I've created a free resource source, uh, wallpapers for your smartphone, your tablet, your desktop, or even a printable that you can download. And I've created those for free. And I just want to give them to you to thank you for listening. And so if you subscribe uh, to my email list, michellekneesat.com, there's a subscription box to the right there. Just give me your name and email and I will send them to you every week. It's again, just a thank you for listening. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. My next podcast will feature Just Say Jesus by 7th Time Down. And if you liked this episode, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneesat.com forward slash 37. And while you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time. Take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.